0: Our gospel today picks up where yesterday's left off. We are just beginning to go through Jesus's bread of life discourse in John chapter 6. You know, if if uh, you're looking for something to read in these days of stay-at-home orders and quarantines, there are there aren't many better parts of the Bible to sit and slowly prayerfully read than John chapter 6. It's, one of, uh, it's, it's the chapter where Jesus most explicitly teaches about the reality of the Eucharist. You know, our gospel begins with the crowd saying to Jesus, quote, What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat, end quote. What is this manna the crowd is talking about? Well, when Israel was liberated from Egypt, they didn't immediately go into the promised land, but they spent 40 years wandering in the desert. And I mean, honestly, from a natural perspective, uh, the nation of Israel should have perished or, or at least the vast majority of them should have died. I mean, they were a nation of slaves trained in hard manual labor, brick making. They didn't know how to survive in the wilderness. I mean, maybe, yes, of course, I'm sure, you know, there would be a few hardy souls who could have learned and figured out how to hunt and build shelter and, and find water uh, for themselves and maybe for you know their families, but an entire nation? No. Yet this isn't what happened because the Lord provided for them day after day. He miraculously rained down manna, this mysterious bread from heaven. He gave them water miraculously from the rock, the manna was a mysterious and miraculous food. And it, it is a type, a foreshadowing of the Eucharist, right? The, their wandering in the desert is a, is a type of, of the Christian life, which is a pilgrimage towards the true holy land of heaven. And our Lord, just as he provided for the Israelites, physical nourishment in, in uh, the manna, the bread from heaven, so he provides for our supernatural nourishment in the Eucharist in this life of pilgrimage to heaven. But the manna is also very different from the Eucharist, right? The manna was given, its purpose was to nourish their bodies. Yet in our gospel, Jesus, he's talking about something entirely different, uh, an entirely different kind of food altogether. You know, He says at the, end of the, at the end of the gospel, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger and whoever believes in me will never thirst. That's not natural food. It, it can't even be miraculous natural food. For the manna filled up the Israelites, it satisfied their appetites for a time, but they would be hungry the next day and hungry again the day after that. And God would provide manna again and again until they came to the promised land. No, the truth is no finite gift, no matter how wonderful, can actually satisfy us perfectly. And that's what Christ is talking about, something that satisfies us perfectly, as in completely, uh, such that we will never hunger again, such that we will never desire anything else. You know, there have been those commentators who say that Christ is making a divine claim here. uh, that Because in in saying that he will satisfy us in such a way that we'll never hunger or thirst, uh, that that's an implicit divine claim. Why? Because as St. Augustine said, said it best so many times, centuries ago, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. We are made for union with God. Only he can fully satisfy the hunger of our hearts and our souls. This is the profound reality of the Eucharist, that we get a foretaste of this union with God because we have a real communion Uh, When we receive the Eucharist, a a communion with God, when we receive the Eucharist, we are receiving Jesus Christ really, truly, and substantially, body, blood, soul, and divinity under the appearance of bread and wine. It is a reality that unfortunately for many is not possible right now with the stay-at-home order. But one day soon, those orders will be lifted and we will have an opportunity to come to the altar of God and receive he who alone can satisfy the longing of our hearts and souls. Jesus really, truly, and substantially present in the Most Holy Eucharist. Let us use the time that remains of these stay-at-home orders to prepare our hearts and souls for that day when we are back at Mass so that we will be prepared to worship Him and receive Him with truly grateful hearts.